Hey friends, welcome back to the Jessica Hazeman podcast. I am going to be answering a question that I received in my DMs today. Um, somebody asked me the question, how are you um, getting your daughter to respond in appropriate ways? And the reason that I got this question was because I posted a video of us at mealtime. Um, Adeline is sitting there and she's obviously frustrated. She's crying. I'm um, not like super crying, but you can tell she's whining and crying and wants something, but she's not sure how to express it. Doesn't have the words. She's not speaking. Um, didn't know the sign, the ASL sign to be able to communicate or wasn't aware of what to do. So she just, you could tell she was frustrated. And, um, my reaction and it was very intentional. Um, whereas I feel like a lot of the times it's very easy to see, oh, my baby's frustrated. Oh, do you want water and giving them the water? Or do you want this and giving them that? Um, or are we all done and taking them out and it kind of assuming what they want, right? Um, as parents, it's kind of a guessing game, especially before they're able to communicate. And, um, in that moment, I, kind of took this approach that my husband and I had talked about previously of really working hard right now so that we can reap the benefits later. And what I mean by that is it would be very easy to kind of offer Adeline all of these things and just kind of give in to her whining and crying and being like, yeah, here, we'll, we'll fix it. We're going to make it better. But instead of doing that, we are trying to teach her that whining and crying, unfortunately, doesn't get us what we want, right? We need to use our signs or use our words or point, um, use our gestures. And because Adeline does have the ability to communicate, she does know baby signs. She knows a multitude of signs that she can communicate with us. We expect her to use those. And now that's hard for a little one, right? Like she is just learning these signs, just learning that they communicate things to us. Um, And for her to stop in a moment where she's very frustrated and to use a sign is difficult. So I kind of wanted to talk about the few things that we do to encourage it without being like total dicks, right? (laughs) Like she can only do so much. She's only 14 months old. So I'm going to walk through those four things that we do. Um, Number one is encourage independence. So I feel like a lot of um, a lot of the times kids get frustrated because we as adults want to do things for them. We want to put their coat on for them. We want to um, clean up their meal for them. We want to help them load their fork um, when they're eating. We want to put lotion on them and wash their hair and do all of these things. And they just want to do their own thing, right? Like they're running around. They want to be naked. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. Um, and that's when we as um, parents, Alexander and I, take a step back and we try to let her lead the way. So like we do talk, um, obviously we follow routines and we're trying to, you know, get her accustomed to these routines, but as much as we can, we allow independence. So we have to schedule a lot of time in for that. Um, for meal time, that means we're allowing her to get her bib and her fork and being a part of it. And before she was able to do it on her own, we, we showed her and talked her through with us. Um, so she was a part of it. It wasn't just kind of throwing her in front of a meal and saying, here, it's time to eat. She got to kind of be a part of the routine and have that independence um, and do as much as she could on her own. And giving her that independence kind of prevented a lot of this, um, a lot of the outbreaks that I 
expect I would have seen if we didn't give her the independence. Um, the hardest part about this is really allowing the time. So if we're going to go on a walk, we schedule in time to make sure that we can give her time to put on her own jacket. Cause she wants to do that. Um, put on her own socks, her own shoes. She's not by any means doing it on her own yet. She's only 14 months, but she's trying and she's going to try until she finally is ready to ask for help. And that like connection, letting her have her time to explore and figure it out on her own. And then asking for help is, is key. It's really, um, has been helping. So again, that's encouraging independence, allowing the time and kind of helping them be a part of their day to day, helping them be a part of their routines is step number one. Moving on to step number two is trying to break bad behaviors before they become habits. Um, so I see a lot, um, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, just screaming and pointing and like demanding what they want. And this drives me bananas because they have the ability to communicate. They have just not been taught how to communicate. They know they can scream and cry and get what they want. Um, Obviously there's behavioral problems. There's other um, behavioral accommodations. I, I, problems is not necessarily the right terminology, Um, but there are instances where that is appropriate, um, for where your child is. And like you would be working with a specialist and a doctor at this point. So do not listen to me, but generally we want to teach our children to, um, the proper way to do things, the way that we would want them. And it's never too early to start that. So in the video that I shared on Instagram, on my story of Adeline crying and frustrated, Instead of just giving her a bunch of options, I was asking her, I was trying to keep it lighthearted and asking her what she wants and requiring her to tell me. I wasn't just going to assume, okay, I can tell that you're very frustrated. You must be done and taking her out of her high chair and being done. Instead, I really was encouraging her to tell me, um, how can she tell me? She knows signs. So for her, I have been working for months and months and introducing signs. So she knows the sign for help. She knows the sign for more. She knows the sign for water. She knows the sign for all done. So when she wants to communicate, communicate those things, I know that she can. Um, but when you're frustrated, when she's like really in that moment, it's hard and it's easy to give in as a parent and be like, okay, I know you're done. You're screaming. It's obvious you're done. But I want her to know that she has to sign. She has to tell me she's done. That's the appropriate way to end a meal. Um, so uh, and in other examples of that, um, crying and screaming for what they want, um, just kind of uh, that's probably the biggest thing, like depending on going throughout the day. But even things like Adeline eats, wants to eat dog food. <laughs> Adeline eats dog food. <laughs> We're great parents, guys. Um, Adeline, that was a huge problem for us was Adeline would crawl on over to our dog food and she'd always want to put it in her mouth. And we were like, oh my gosh, this is so frustrating. We constantly had to redirect her and tell her like, this isn't appropriate. We're not eating dog food. This is for Bali and redirect her to something else. Um, so those were bad behaviors that like we could have solved the problem just by moving the dog food, right? We could have picked up the dog food. She wouldn't have that, but she wouldn't have learned that it wasn't okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that's what, that's what we're getting at. Um, same thing with like, you know, um, when Adeline was a tiny, tiny little baby, um, 
she would start like touching your face and hitting you, right? Like kids are exploring, they're learning to use their hands. And right off the bat, she, she was not hurting me by any means when this originally started happening. But I would say, oh, no, we don't hit. We use gentle hands and teach her to be gentle. And this applied to our dog as well. Every time she would go to Bali, when she was, you know, six, seven months old, she could whack Bali and Bali would not care. She's like, okay, that's that's fine. But the point was we don't want her to learn that that's an okay behavior. So we instead reinforced the correct behavior and broke that habit before it became a problem later on. Um, number three in the big scheme of things um, that we're doing to work on right now is modeling behaviors. And this is so true. I mean, when Adeline hit 13 months, it was like I could start to see all of the things that she was doing. And then I was like, oh my God, I do that too. Oh my God, I do that too. And it was like very eye-opening. So now um, even if it's a joke, like my husband and I, like I jokingly like kind of hit him and I was like, oh, that's not okay because Adeline's going to see, oh, we can hit, you know, she's going to pick up on that. So we as parents have to really be in tune with the behaviors that we're doing. Are we whining for things that we want? Are we screaming and yelling across the house to get somebody's attention? Are we um, cleaning up our spaces in a good way? Like, are we modeling that? Are we having respectful conversations and arguments with our spouse or our kids, other kids? Um, are we using our words to um, communicate with what, what, what we want? Are we modeling the behaviors that we want? Our tiny little ones. I know that like, especially most of the people that follow me have, you know, under one to two to three year olds. These are, this is important to do now because we want to reap the benefits of a well-behaved child later, right? Um, and then last but not least is we're trying to teach Adeline proper ways to respond or appropriate ways to respond. So going back to the video of her um, having a frustrated moment, not knowing how to communicate, in that moment, you can kind of see me reacting. And step one was very much practicing, taking a deep breath. Um, my husband definitely had to help me on this because just the crying, it just kind of gets to me, the sound of it, it gets overwhelming. Um, sometimes I just want to just be like, ah, I'm done, you know, but my husband and I work together to really take a second to be like, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath so that I can be here for you while you're frustrated, right? I know my little baby is frustrated. I want to be there for you. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to calm myself. And she sees that. She's learning. Wow, mom is taking a deep breath. I'm going to take a deep breath. And even encouraging her to do that. Like, obviously, I have a 14-month-old. She's not going to necessarily, like, stop everything and be like, <sighs> deep breath. <laughs> but... Um, sh her seeing that and me encouraging, okay, Adeline, like, let's take a second. Let's take a deep breath and staying calm is going to help her become calm as a parent modeling that, teaching her that, and also like bringing the level down. Like she's going to feel the calmness come from you or your child will feel that, feel that calmness. Um, there's several instances where Adeline wants to fight me on something, doesn't want to clean up, doesn't want to do something. And I generally will just hold her and say, it's okay. I'll wait for you to be ready. I'm staying really calm. I am frustrated. I've asked her to, you know, we're trying to clean up something and she's running away and it's frustrating. But instead of me, you know, 
(laughs) me not holding it together, I do my best to take a deep breath and encourage her to also calm down so that we can focus at the task at hand. Um, Another thing that I do is become increasingly happy. Like I turn into like, you know, a kindergarten teacher and I'm like, Adeline, oh, it seems like you're all done with your meal. Are you all done? And become really excited because then she's usually like, huh, I'm a, I'm happy. Like I must be happy. Mom is happy. She's talking to me really happy instead of me saying, are we all done, Adeline? Oh, you're throwing food. You must be all done. Uh, which doesn't necessarily, you know, exude happiness. She's not really probably going to respond happily to that. Uh, so you can see me, I, as a parent am doing my best. I'm not perfect there. You're going to walk in my house. I'm definitely going to have moments where there is not a happy breath. I've whined back at my kid because she's just such a mess. And I'm like, back at her. I'm not a perfect parent. Um, you can ask my husband, but these are the things that we're really, really working on because we know putting in this work now when she's teeny tiny is only going to, um, make it habitual. And she's going to learn the proper ways, the proper techniques so that moving forward, she really will um, have the tools to be able to communicate, to be able to do the things that we want from her. I'm not going to expect a five-year-old to know how to clean up their space if I didn't put in the work when she was one. I'm not going to expect a five-year-old to know how to communicate if we never taught them to communicate. So we are starting now. um, I mean, I started with Adeline like these techniques very early on, as soon as she could understand, honestly, like as soon as you have a baby talking with them, explaining to them, doing those deep breaths, all of those things, trying to keep our shit together as parents (laughs) from the moment that they're born, they're picking up on that. So hopefully this helps you guys. Um, and kind of just is a good reminder because I know a lot of this is like, Oh, duh. Like, you know, don't give a baby that what they're asking for when they're screaming for it. But then in the moment, it's really hard to do. So hopefully it's a good reminder. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review. And let me know if you guys have anything specific that you're dying to hear about. I can definitely um, whip up an episode for you guys. I am so grateful for your endless support. And I will see you guys next week.